from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It does come down to, like you said, those uh, those individuals, those departments who ultimately have to figure out, okay, well, who, who gets charged? How do people get charged? How long do they stay? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of parties that have to come together for something like this. I'm Sarah Fenske. On Tuesday, the administration of St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones announced the workhouse is closing, kind of. The place better known as the Medium Security Institution holds people too poor to post bail before trial. It's long been in the sight of local activists who say the conditions inside are hellish. But closure has drawn pushback from various constituencies across the city. And the plan Public Safety Director Dan Isom shared with the Board of Aldermen Tuesday does not completely close the facility. Not yet. And joining us today with the details is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Chad Davis. Chad, welcome. Hey, how are you doing? So, Chad, you listened to this entire meeting on Tuesday, a long one. (laughs) Um, When Director Dan Isom said the workhouse will close... What specifically did he mean by that? Yes, that's a good question. So really what he was talking about is a contingency plan for if the City Justice Center does become overcrowded. Um, So currently what they're doing is they're transferring inmates from the workhouse to the City Justice Center, which is a downtown jail. And that right now has caused some controversy among other alder people and other city leaders about how quickly people are being moved and then also what this means for the staff who are there at the Justice Center and for the inmates. So really what he was explaining was while most of the or while while all of the inmates will be moved to the Justice Center, what they're going to do is they're going to place people if it does become overcrowded into one area of the workhouse and they will be, you know, uh, treated there with staff and they'll be in like one pod of the workhouse specifically. So that's the plan that they're working on if, in fact, the Justice Center does become overcrowded with inmates. So the building is not being fully closed at this point, but all the people who have been housed there, the plan is to get them moved out. Correct. Correct. And what kind of timeline are they on to get them out of that facility? Well, they're hoping at least, I want to say probably, it was discussed, I think, on Tuesday and then I think maybe even last week. But really, by July 1st, they want the workhouse to be completely closed. But I think the initial plan was to have all 51, I think there were 51 inmates still at the workhouse, is to get them moved by this week, um, maybe even today. So uh, we'll learn more about that. There is going to be an actual uh, press conference later on today where they're going to talk about the plans and, and, and the closure. But at least by the end of the month, that is the plan to have them all out and have the workhouse completely closed, um, what we have right now. So people will not be permanently housed there. They may still use this pod. This would be a pod when there's overflow and also just in cases of transition, shorter stays. Is that the implication? Well, what they described primarily what that workhouse pod will be used for is for inmates who are potentially awaiting or need to be transferred back to other jurisdictions. So when they describe that, they're talking about, all right, inmates or people who maybe were 
from another county, another municipality, whether that be in St. Louis area or surrounding counties, wherever, and they need to be housed somewhere. So that means they could be housed at a facility or, I mean, in the pod at the workhouse. Also, it could mean people who are waiting um, judge processing or court processing. So people who are still waiting that and then people who need to be transferred out to other areas, they may be housed in that pod. And the way that Jeffrey Carson, who is the uh, I believe interim corrections um, commissioner. He mentioned that that number could very well, you know, skyrocket or balloon depending on how many people that you have from other jurisdictions who need to be transferred back. So having the workhouse or having that one pod specifically available should help with the overflow if that's in fact needed. And so everybody else, other than people in those conditions you just outlined or that ballooning of the population, they are going to the City Justice Center. Now, you and I both know that City Justice Center has also been in the headlines. There has been some um, incidents of, of unrest there. There's a lawsuit that's alleging that it too has some hellish conditions. Right. Did the administration address the problems that exist with that jail where it's now moving more people? Yeah. So they, they they noted a few things. Uh, first of all, with the City Justice Center, as you said, there is a lawsuit um, about the conditions there. But for one of the things that they were talking about is when they move some of the staff from the workhouse to the City Justice Center, they hope that will actually help out with some of the staffing issues that are occurring there. So uh, Carson did mention that it will still be short-staffed, short-staffed but by moving a lot of the workhouse staff members to the City Justice Center, they hope that'll help out, um, but they will still be short-staffed by maybe about 30 to 40 people, uh, potentially. Uh, the other thing they mentioned was the locks, which we know has been an issue over the past few months where uh, there have been uprisings where inmates have um, you know, complained about conditions there and, and have damaged the locks. So I believe that was on the third floor of the Justice Center, Two of the uh, cells that house people there, two of the pods, are currently down and they are offline for maintenance. Uh, And then you do have two other pods on that third floor that can house people. So that is all being, uh, those two pods will still be used and then the other two pods are being repaired. That could, I believe, take up to a year overall to maybe fix those. Um, But yeah, they're taking those offline repairing. The other two are repaired currently, and then the other two are being repaired. And the city's belief is that without a major influx into people coming into its uh, its need for pretrial detention, that there is room in the city justice center for everybody. Well, right now they say that, you know, they hope that, you know, it, it can be manageable or that the population can be managed. Carson mentioned that it'll be at about 90 percent capacity the city justice center will be uh you know once the 51 inmates are are moved in so one thing that dr isom who's the public safety interim public safety director mentioned was uh, a big focus of the administration is to work on the number or work on that population that they have so making sure that inmates who are there are uh, or that they focus on the people who are, you know, violent offenders or the people who are, you know, arrested for violent crimes, murder, uh, other things of, of that nature. So by managing that, they're hoping that they can manage the number of people who are there and that 
they won't go over that 90%. Uh, and if they do, then that's when the pot at the workhouse comes in that they could use. So, so much of that um, is not fully under the control of the mayor's office, if at all under the control of the mayor's office. It all comes back to Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. And the public defender's right. office has pointed to her as a bottleneck in this system, that people are not getting charged quickly enough and, and they're lingering in there. Um, do we know if she's weighed in or if she's a part of these plans they have to try to process faster? Well, I don't have anything to directly from uh, Circuit Attorney Garner, but what, and it was also an issue that some older people brought up as well, and Dr. Isom addressed. So while I don't have anything from them, but what Isom brought up was, well, that is an issue definitely that you have the court system, you have a uh, police department, you have all of these players that are in place that have to figure out a way to make sure that the most, uh, the people who are accused of violent crimes and such are prioritized. So. He said that's an ongoing process that is something that, of course, requires a lot of work between so many different departments and so many different parties within the city. Uh, but it does come down to, like you said, those uh, those individuals, those departments who ultimately have to figure out, OK, well, who who gets charged? How do people get charged? How long do they stay? Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of parties that have to come together for something like this. For sure. So Mayor Tashara Jones, she was very clear in her campaign that she wanted to close this workhouse. She won this election. Elections have consequences. There's still a lot of people who have been second guessing this decision. We heard on Twitter from Tom who writes, uh, quote, artificial timelines not based on anything other than political campaign promises do not lead to the best result for those intended to be helped. Federal detainees being sent to Kentucky or a crowded, poorly maintained city justice center is not a net benefit of any kind, and it's an indefensible decision. I know aldermen have voiced some similar concerns. Is mm -hmm. that kind of the gist of what they're saying? This is too fast? Yeah, a lot of alder people have, have criticized the plan, or, or you know, there are several who have really criticized how if a July 1st timeline uh, will work. Um, I, I know they brought up the Kentucky issue. Uh, some inmates have been transferred over to, I, I believe, Louisville, Kentucky area, or Indiana and Kentucky area right now. Just because there, there hasn't been quite enough room for them right. if we when we consolidate. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, all the people have expressed concern. They said that the, the July 1st timeline is an issue, uh, and they're wondering if people will be, or if if the safety of inmates and safety of correctional officers will be put in jeopardy. So I, I think the city's idea of having a contingency plan or having a, a plan to, okay, we'll keep one pod open is something that some of the people, some of the older people in the meeting uh, seem to express some satisfaction, or at least they said that they were, you know, somewhat for that idea of having at least an, another space in the event that it does become overcrowded in that, you know, correctional officers and other people who are uh, incarcerated do have another space where they can be in, in, in the event of, of such a situation. And rank and file corrections workers, do we know their perspective on this? Well, we had a union representative, um, Jeff Hans, who was there, and he's a representative for corrections officers, I believe, with the St. Louis KC um, Carpenters region. And he had mentioned that corrections officers are uh, concerned about their safety and that corrections officers are concerned that this could lead to some overcrowding. So part of his uh, statement at the Tuesday meeting was he was asking that, you know, it, it not be closed so quickly. He was saying he wasn't necessarily saying that he doesn't that the workout shouldn't be closed. But he did state that, you know, uh, it could be too quick and that the people that he represents, uh, you know, 
are also going through issues where they're leaving. They're um, also getting out of the the workhouse. Um, they're, they're leaving the workhouse jail because necessarily they don't want to move to the CJC mm. and, and things of that nature. So he did express some of those concerns. So you mentioned there's going to be a press briefing pretty soon after this show here today. Um, I, I know you're going to that. What are you hoping to learn um, as, as you continue to, to push into this issue? I think details on timeline is something that people are looking at, whether the where there's an indefinite situation where the pod will stay open, what will that mean? Um, and then also just kind of about uh, who necessarily, you know, who who will be at the workhouse and how long they'll they'll be there. So, uh, you know, it, I think it kind of depends. One thing that Dr. Isom says, if they're from a jurisdiction, it can take a while for another jurisdiction to take those prisoners or to take those inmates and bring them back. So what will that look like? Um, I think those are probably the, the biggest questions for what comes out of this. Well, I know you're going to stay on this story, and it's, it sounds like there's a good chance there'll be another story on our website this right, evening. Right, you're you're going to be busy today. We'll, we'll see. We'll see probably, though. Yeah. <laughs> so for more on this issue, you can get Chad's reporting. That's stlpr.org. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Chad Davis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.